0: struggle with hope? Does your assurance waver? Well, today on things I preach to myself about, I want to delve into the areas of hope and assurance that I've struggled with in my walk. Behold the press. Did you know that in a military conflict, one of the greatest tactics used by one side is the diversion? Essentially, this is a means of causing a disturbance in one place to draw your attention away from another place. Then, the attack would occur when the forces were preoccupied elsewhere. Now, this has been used throughout the ages as a means of tipping the scales in a battle. It's a very effective and simple to engage tactic. The devil uses this tactic quite a bit. I've lost many battles this way. So essentially, I intended to discuss a couple of attributes to the Christian walk that I've sometimes struggled with, which is hope and assurance. But as I was working on the writing, I ran into wall after wall. Distractions could and would easily prime my attention away, and I'd lose track of where I was headed. I couldn't seem to get all my thoughts together. And this is really frustrating to me, and it caused me a great deal of discouragement as to my ability to share these things. I guess I'd say I really hit a dark point. It also got me thinking about, well, what's wrong with me? And that's what turned out to be my problem. Let me explain. You see, I tend to overthink, to overanalyze issues when they come to light. For example, why I couldn't seem to write about my struggles with hope and assurance when that's really what was on my heart. So my solution was to evaluate the problem. Then i dwell on it, fighting through the matter, even forcing it, always asking God, hey, what's wrong with me? I'd pray that he would change my mind and my heart. Oftentimes, as I was trying to address one problem, my mind would drift away and attention would be diverted elsewhere, and I'd forget about the original issue. Does that sound familiar to you? Do you have those moments where you get up to do one thing, but quickly lose track and start something else? I do that a lot. What it turns out is that I suffer from what I call the Peter Principle. Now, this isn't the Peter Principle that you may have heard about decades ago—the one that was based on that book about the same title, that that theorized that people are promoted upward until they arrive at a level of incompetence. In other words, you do well, you get promoted. You do well, you get promoted. Then you next arrive at the level in the hierarchy that you're moving up, but you're really not skilled enough to do it. Now, this isn't what I mean when I say that term, Peter Principle, though that theory could have applications regarding me trying to be something I'm not equipped to be, but that's another story. No, my version of this Peter Principle comes from the Apostle Peter himself Matthew 14, verses 28 through 33 tells of the encounter the apostle had with Jesus who was coming to them walking on the water as they were in this boat on the Sea of Galilee. And Peter answered him, said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and he began to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those on the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Now we can easily see the application here. The storms, the waves, the uncertainty, the distractions, the annoyances, the feelings. All of these diversionary tactics that cause us to lose focus, to take our eyes off of the goal, that prize, the direction that we were headed to, which was our Lord and Savior. So are we glaring too much at our problems and missing what should be our vision? You know, the words of that great hymn is really a prayer. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. But don't get me wrong, is I don't want to give too much credit to the enemy. We have our own flesh nature, our own sin-filled capacity. We are, after all, a fallen being before the throne of God. So many times we trip ourselves all on our own, without any help from the enemy. And it doesn't take much for me to get distracted in thought, and I have to believe that the bulk of those issues I suffer through, self-inflicted they are but giving the devil his due he is also at work daily trying to fail our faith now peter had a moment of doubt come on he was human plain and simple we have to remember that the great apostles were mere men who were imperfect all the amazing faith that is ascribed to them and and to the forefathers of our faith as mentioned like in hebrews chapter 11 that faith came supernaturally from God. These were ordinary men and women who faced the same worldly issues that we do. Now, though the times and the means have changed, the underlying issue is still the same. By doubting and taking our eyes off of God, we start to sink. Then our human nature kicks in more and we panic. We start trying things under our our own strength. And before you know it, We are sinking into the waves. Now, I mentioned that I overanalyze. And that's part of the problem. I'm overanalyzing so much that all of my focus is on the waves. Now, I praise God for people like Peter. He shows me that though we doubt, struggle with faith, fall into temptations, mess up, falter, even fail, yet... We can all be used by God in a mighty way despite ourselves. We all get that second chance to take our focus off the waves and look to God. So Peter had the right answer to his sinking into the sea of doubt and fear. He called upon Jesus to save him. If you look at verse 30, let's break it down. By seeing the wind, there's that distraction, he became frightened. There's the fear. And beginning to sink, well, there's the consequences. He cried out, there's the solution. And with his words, Lord, save me. There's the whole of every problem we face in our daily sojourn. Jesus told him why he failed his attempt. It was because of his little faith that then caused him to doubt. I can really identify with the apostle in that moment, with my daily struggles, my little faith, every day. It's caused me so many sinking moments that have led to near drownings. But thankfully, he who began a good work in us is faithful to complete it. And we really need to rely on that promise, trust in God's provision of saving faith. We will struggle in the flesh, just like the greatest men and women of faith, like Peter and Paul. But we don't need to go into the waves when all we need to do is call out to Jesus. Look at verse 31. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and took hold of him. What a blessed assurance in our darkness. The great evangelical bishop, J.C. Ryle, wrote the perfect summary. He said, Go on and be not cast down because you are troubled by doubts and fears. You are yet in the body. This world is not your rest. The devil hates you because you have escaped him and he will do all he can to rob you of peace. The very fact that you have fears is evidence that you feel you have something to lose. The true Christian may ever be discerned by his warfare quite as much as by his peace and by his fears quite as much as by his hopes. The ships at anchor may swing to and fro with the tide and pitch heavily in the southeastern gale, but so long as their anchors hold the ground, they ride safely and have no cause to fear. The hope of the true Christian is the anchor of his soul, sure and steadfast, as written in Hebrews 6.19. His heart may be tossed to and fro sometimes, but he is safe in Christ. The waves may swell and lift him up and down, but he will not be wrecked. (laughs) Wow, amen to that. Remember, we are human in the flesh. We will be tossed to and fro on this earth. There are many storms inside and out that will cause us grief, doubt, fear, and uncertainty. But we don't need to live in the dark consumed by the waves all around us. We just need to call out to the one who is always there when we start that sinking feeling. He's always ready to reach out and take hold of your hand. No longer do we need to sink in the waves of doubt. Peter's principles showed us how we simply call on him. the name of Jesus, amen. This is rich with things that I preach to myself about podcast I appreciate your listening and I pray that you reach your hands out to the Lord daily in your struggles call on him study the scripture be in it every day lift your prayers to God and may he bless you richly have a wonderful day